Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Believe in soap operas is recorded in front of a live virtual audience. Hey guys, the daytime drama of last week was in real life. And sad to say for our country, that drama may be over with for now, but we're back to daytime this week. So we'll probably have a lot more in store for you, but at least there was news. Quit listening to me talk and let's get on with the show. I feel like I'm going to say that every single time. I love it so much. I know. That's why I'm like, why are we listening to me blabber on about like what we're going to talk about instead of just getting on with the opening? Because that's our favorite part. <laughs> Literally our favorite part. It's so nice to see you guys again. I am Darrell Anthony here again with my co-host, Lucretia Lyon. Hey, girl. Hey. Well, um, I'm snowed in in uh, East Texas, and you're in NYC living your best life. Isn't that funny? <laughs> I am. And what's crazy is, and audience, I don't know if we told you before, I'm actually from East Texas as well. I grew, I was born and raised there. So I literally um, went to junior college in Tyler, which is uh, in DJC. East Texas. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. And so it's like, I feel like Lucretia and I are like two ships passing in the night. Like, I feel like. <laughs> like been destined to like do this all of our lives so it's so crazy i know it's so funny how many people you meet like we met virtually doing forever in a day which we'll talk about later but it's it's really funny to me to see like how many people i met out in la or in other situations that i'm here this is usually a place where you never leave like that's why i'm constantly worried that if things don't open back up i'm like well uh i may not go back to la i may have to go somewhere else Yeah, I've been trying to get her to come here, people. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, my God, Lucretia, last week was like you said, it was crazy for our country. Um, mm-hmm. you know, obviously a lot of the soaps, um, specifically the soaps, which is something I want to complain about later, but um, <laughs> were interrupted last week for the impeachment trial hearing, which was a soap opera in and of its own self. So That's how did you time. as a fan cope with not seeing our favorites last week and do you think that abc general hospital should be putting the show on the abc app like they did days of our lives at nbc um it's one of those things that as a fan selfishly i do wish that we had episodes last week even if they wouldn't have aired um on abc for anyone i do know that that most people have figured out how to watch their soaps in other ways but um not everyone has uh so it would have maybe put some people out and i guess they want to keep as many viewers but i've also seen i believe it's eric ackerman on twitter 
who said something about it's really about saving money. And at this point, they would love to save episodes and save money. And I feel like this worked so well for them last year, specifically yeah. with General Hospital, because they had a lot more episodes left because of all the preemptions, which CBS mm -hmm. is kind of here or there. And I guess CBS sort of decided to go with that as well. Meanwhile, Days, it was odd that they were the only ones airing, but it's similar to what they had back in um, the 2020 when we were deep in the pandemic and the soaps weren't even filming. Well, it's almost, and I cannot believe it, Lucretia, it's almost a year later. Like, we're coming up on the pandemic's birthday. Um, and it's just weird because I was trying to remember something earlier today that, that happened and, and so forth. And I was like, oh, wait, was that 2021 or was that 2020? I'm like, well, they're kind of the same thing at this point. They've yeah. been living together. And it's like so crazy to keep up because it's like GH took the break, which we saw, you know, they were having a trial of their own with Mel and Nina. Um, and then they came back, but some of it was already kind of filmed before they left. And then they had to bring Chloe back, who the whole time I kept thinking, oh my God, I remember that she got COVID. Uh, she yeah. was one of the people who caught it. And I was just like, oh, Chloe's back. And, you know, I think when GH first came back, a lot of fans were kind of taken aback because they were not, it didn't appear, appear as though that they were not filming so close together, but, um, you know, cause the scenes still look the same, which I applaud them for. Absolutely yeah. applaud them for doing that. And every actor over there has spoke about how, you know, well they feel taken care of, how safe the environment is and on all the soaps actually. So again, kudos to our soaps for making their actors feel safe enough to be able to come back and continue filming. And, you know, can't wait to see what happens next. Yeah, because even days they opted to, go like in kiss and everything like that. So yeah. that's interesting. And it was up to the actor's choice. I don't think all actors uh, opted to do that. And you see a lot of people that we got because there wasn't other stuff filming come back today. It's like Victoria Conafall. So I really applaud the soaps and even Bold and the Beautiful as they were the first ones to come back and they're still doing the distancing and it's a little weird, but hey, they even got me to watch all their episodes last week because there was only one. <laughs> yeah, they, they did. And I, I, you know, I appreciate that. And I appreciate, you know, Young and Arrested as well. I think it's an interesting business decision because uh, Sony does both Days of Our Lives and Young and the Restless. And Young and the Restless, because it's on CBS, uh, it's practicing the same social distancing that Bold and the Beautiful is. But Days of Our Lives actually looks more similar to General Hospital with the yep. stepmother that Patricia mentioned that they're like kissing. So, um, and I, I think that's great. I think that Thank you to all the actors and the crew and everybody for doing your best to continue telling hard hitting stories, um, you know, amongst the crazy world that we're living in right now. Yeah, and crazy it is, but it's nice to have a friend of ours in the chat say hi to Candace Mack. <laughs> Candace, uh, I love Candace. And for all of you out there, please check me out yesterday. Every Sunday, I host a Forever in a Day after show with my co-host, Matthew Preston. Forever in a Day is over 5,000 downloads. We are so happy and so blessed to all of you out there who are watching and supporting. So please check that out on Sundays and check out new episodes of Forever in a Day airing weekdays. All right. I couldn't have said it better myself. 
But speaking of forever and a day and some of the storylines we deal with, the ABC Daytime is back on Broadway for the Broadway Cares benefit that they aired last week, which is a compilation of their events of the past, as well as one new piece with Finola Hughes that was really nice to see because she's just such an amazing dancer. I almost wish that Ian Buchanan was there as well, but I know uh, the way that scheduling, it, it was just nice to have something new and all those fun memories. Yeah, I mean, it, it felt so good. And, you know, Lucretia and I talked about this before, about the resurgence of the soaps. And ABC has been really doing a great job putting back the love in, in their soaps. And listen, you know, we're going to talk about something in a little bit uh, once we get to our next piece of news about how we might think that the soap is reinvesting in the universe of um, Pine Valley and the universe of Landview, which I have to tell you guys, I really think could go well this time. And I think that they had started it and it was going somewhere. But, you know, I started noticing something was coming up when they started speaking about Pennsylvania a little bit more. Um, and the, the, what is it, the side of the river when, <laughs> uh, when Nell was found. Uh, so, yeah, I'm really excited that they did that. And I know Lucretia is so excited that ABC has reinvested because they have the mugs. Valentine is my Valentine. The, her favorite mug, people. Yes. <laughs> she loves it. Y'all did my girl right. So, yeah, we're super excited. And, uh, you know, the Back on Broadway, it was just beautiful to watch. Yes, and Candace brings up a good point that tonight is the last night you can watch that live stream. But if you miss it, be sure to still go to broadwaycares.org and donate if you can, because um, all of our friends on Broadway were without work. Broadway is still dark until the end of the year, it looks like. So, yeah, I mean, SVU has been great about giving them jobs, and we do possibly have the new Pine Valley, which will start filming, so some of our friends could be over there, and that'll be in New York as well. And yeah, I mean, the Broadway Cares Fund goes to HIV and COVID research as well, so. Yeah, I mean, this is, it's great. And you know, all of our frontline workers out there mm -hmm. who have been, you know, really the, the driving force of this for so long, you know, I know that we're amping up. Um, today in New York, actually, um, is the next stage of people who are able to receive COVID shots. So I think it comes with uh, high blood pressure, um, obesity, if you've had cancer or you have cancer, any of those situations, you're currently eligible, at least in New York State as of today, February 15th. So make sure you all guys go to newyorkcity.gov and check out their website about the COVID steps, what's going on, where you are in line in order to get your shot. And if you don't live in New York, check your other states, check their government websites, make sure you're getting up-to-date information if you would like to um, take part in getting the vaccine, because we're hoping by summer we're back in the streets because I miss it so much. <laughs> I know. I never thought I'd miss people until you're really not around them for like a year. But oh. Candace Mack brings up a good point. What was our favorite performance on the Broadway Cares re-live stream? I, um, I forgot how much I loved their versions of Cell Block Tango because I was even like writing one a while back to do for Ava Jerome, which she would, you know, by the time they uh, stopped doing those events, it was years before even Ava came on to General yeah. Hospital. And they were often just AMC and One Life to Live as they were shot in New York. But sometimes you would have a back and forth there. But yeah, like I love that song from Chicago and I love that they spliced in two different versions of it because they had done it two different years. And I love seeing like Cassie DePaiva and Renee Goldsberry. I mean, they are just both phenomenal. It was yeah, so nice to see Renee back. 
Yeah, I love Renee. Um, you know, Evangeline Williamson was one of my favorite characters from Mine too. one of my um, and I was so sad when she was unceremoniously, you know, that character. I felt like once she left, you know, and, and a, a storyline that wasn't very popular, um, if I remember correctly, there was a racist that was going around town and like hurting people. He like uh, was a white supremacist is what he was, um, which is. Yeah, and he was that hot baseball player guy. Like, what was his name? And I've seen him on, he was on a weird, like, HPV commercial or something um, <laughs> that was on CBS. Uh, uh, just like Brando is now, I think. But his is more for Gardasil. I believe that uh, the racist <laughs> baseball player was on one for um, screening. Yeah. <laughs> I his love it. This is like, what I remember. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, it's the details, right? Yeah. I mean, look, I think that for me, it, it was such a sad storyline. And then I remember when she was in a coma. And then, you know, usually when characters go into comas on soap operas, we think that, hey, they're going to come yeah, out. And if they do, they're going to be um, probably played by a different actor or hopefully contract negotiations will allow our fave to come back. Um, and that didn't happen. Uh, but, you know, Pete, look. People die and come back all the time on soaps. And this week we got some really big news that Chad Brandon was returning mm -hmm. to General Hospital. Now, we don't know, however, if he's playing Xander, who, if for all of you who don't know, uh, he was the father of Elizabeth's son, Cameron, and he was gunned down um, outside the Port Charles uh, Police Department. So, I mean, we saw him die in a hell of bullets, but does that mean that he's gone? He also came back and played a character um, on a plane with Natalia Livingston's Rebecca when she was leaving town named Aaron, who was just a cute little cameo similar yeah. to... Aaron Thorpe coming back um, when David Romero's last days of Christian on One Life to Live. So, I mean, look, I think that it could be fun if he has a big storyline. A lot of people want him to be lucky. Um, a lot of people want him to be Drew. Some people want him to be the real Franco um, because they don't know if Roger is really Franco. So I don't know, what are your thoughts, Lucretia? Because listen, you got a lot of men in this. You got a lot of men. <laughs> know that Candace's man is Chad Brandon. So listen, I want to hear you. Tell me what you think. Yeah, because like I, when I first saw the news in Entertainment Weekly of all places, they were the one to bring it, even though they had some details off. You can tell they're not the biggest soap fans. But right. I thought of Candace Mack. Uh, I said she must, I heard her scream all the way from Baltimore. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's funny because, I mean, if Franco wasn't, Franco, then maybe we would wipe the slate clean with the character and then, you know, uh, the DNA, how, how could we make him Scotty's son still? I don't know. I mean, I want Scotty to have all of his children and I am pissed when they, you know, killed Logan. But enough about that. We're talking about Chad. Who do I think Chad could be? I actually hope more Drew because while I like Xander, I feel like Drew's story was, you know, not finished and there's so much to go on with there so yeah. i feel like drew would be the best fit because i mean he's jason swen and chad and billy were the same age i believe or close to and that just makes sense and i just don't see us getting billy miller back as much as i'd like that i just don't see him coming back to daytime and yeah i mean Xander, I think they were going to keep him dead because, again, other than Cameron, does he really have any other ties? I mean, it, especially if you don't have Emily. If if Emily were to return, great, we could have Xander back. But 
Yeah. I just don't think that they should. I, I don't want them to bring Xander back. Um, and if he does end up being Drew, the only thing I hope is that we don't get a bunch of those jokes of like, oh my God, you look like someone, you look like Cameron's dad from the past, <laughs> but like you were already, you know, supposed to look like, um, you know, the original Jason, but then you had a facelift to look like this other guy. And now you have another facelift. I just don't want them to go into that direction. Um, but, you know, Candace says she hopes that he's Xander, but she believes there's so much story for him besides the Cameron stuff. He has history with Taggart, Alexis, Sonny, Carly, Liz. I agree oh, yeah. with that. And look, as we said, people can come back from the dead on soaps. I just, you know, sometimes, and Lucretia and I talked about this last week, Sometimes when people die on soaps, their character's death is what propelled future storylines. So, you know, uh, for instance, with Morgan, that's why I'm yeah. kind of against Morgan coming back because he kind of shaped what's going on with Carly and Sonny now. Same way I'm against, you know, someone like Lily coming back from the dead. She made Sonny who he was, you know? Um, while we love the actors, you know, sometimes when they're dead, they should say stay dead. But if Xander comes back, as Xander, and the story is good, then let's let's play. If not, I think it would almost be doing the fans disservice because, like you said, Lucretia, if Emily's not back or Rebecca's not back as Emily, I, I don't know. There's, I feel like there's about to be a lot of memory mapping because look, they could bring Natalia yeah. back and say, "Hey, we put Emily's memories inside of you." Now that's a lot, but maybe we can get some old time GH viewers back who left when those characters did. Yeah, I'll be honest. That's when I broke up with GH was when they killed off Georgie and Emily. I had a breakup with them in college. I mean, we eventually found our way back together like me and uh, Jen. But it, it, it was a rough world. And, you know, I, I mean, I would love to see Emily back. I would love to see Natalia back, even as Rebecca. I just really liked either one of those. And like we say, with the memory mapping, I'm willing to suspend belief for certain people. But yeah, like you say, Xander, we saw him shot in a hail of bullets, but we've seen bigger deaths come back. So so it's not out yeah. of the realm, but, but we'll see because he could have been in witness protection. I mean, there are ways to write that as opposed to some of like the other deaths that it's like, yeah, really? We saw a body. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, well, it also depends because it's like, we don't know who has Holly. Um, yeah. And I suspect, I suspect Emma Sams will be coming back soon. Um, you know, I know the COVID uh, vaccine, you know, I believe she has done that because she does have long COVID um, and long-term COVID and, you know, definitely sending love and healing to mm -hmm. her. But I know the plan is to bring her back. Um, yeah. You know, but the logistics with, of being in England as well, it can be a problem too. Right. So it's just, it just really depends. And I don't know. I mean, I'm excited. Listen. They, this is the third time, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, Lucretia, that the writers have went into Soap Digest and their quote has been, by the end of this month, Port Charles will be blown up and pieces will be moved all over the place. And the last time they said that was the floating rib. Yeah. And literally all, when that place exploded, so did every couple, relationship, situationship, everything. And so... I feel like it's gonna be something like that again. It's like, you know, we saw Emmy Ryland leave in the last one and so did we so did William DeVry. So I don't know who we're gonna see leave this time. I am hearing that um Roger Howard isn't leaving. Um yeah. but you know, I don't I don't know. We don't we don't know what's happening. A lot of a lot of people are on Twitter saying that they think that Franco's gonna die, people are saying they think Peter's gonna die. 
uh, I've heard even Willow, like, like there's a lot of speculation because this double wedding, I would have thought that it was at the end of the month, but maybe because of the shift in episodes, we've had a lot of preemptions that it looks like they're going into March. So it'll be more March madness than February sweeps. But yeah, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if we don't have some major changes because yeah, when you see someone like Chad Brandon coming back and we're unsure of how long he's going to be, if this is just like a ghost or, you know, a, a dream, something like that. But we do know he starts filming February 12th and they're typically about a month or so ahead so so it does look like he'll be coming in possibly after the wedding yeah. that like, that it will be, it's supposed to be a big explosion maybe literally well you know what's exciting is the other night i was sitting here and i was like ah oh, let me just like look up there's this um tw- uh, please follow them on twitter uh those were the days is their twitter uh their twitter handle um and they show old clips from days of our lives and i mm-hmm. ended up watching pretty much all of the coronation uh greta's coronation for those of you who don't know um back in the day i think it was 2001 they did the coronation of greta von omberg played by julianne morris on days of our lives um mm-hmm. and for those of you who don't know greta von omberg was the daughter of gina von omberg played by christian alfonso who's a doppelganger for hope williams whole thing mm-hmm. all right so i'm watching this and you're seeing all of these people bobby eeks was on there ian buchanan was on there leslie ann down oh, yeah beautiful um oh my and um it, it was just so many people tyler christopher made a, a appearance on there um and i just thought that it was so well done and you know when i started thinking about the double wedding i also then started thinking about dallas uh the original <laughs> dallas uh, the moldavian massacre and then i yeah. thought what if they do a shootout like cyrus's people shoot up the entire mm-hmm. wedding and then we see all of our faves dead what a laugh and, <laughs> yeah right, we don't know. I don't know. Maybe we, yeah. maybe we would do something like that. That would be crazy. But it's funny. You know, it was crazy for days to do that year time jump and then fill it in. And that worked so well. And so maybe there is some playing around with people. And some we don't know who's dead or alive for a while because we're having, like, flash forwards. I mean, they're doing, like, a Tarantino-style thing. I don't know. It worked out for days really well. I mean, not days. Sorry. General Hospital. Remember when they did the um, Metro Court Crisis? Yes. And that it- was so good. Yeah. It felt like an episode of 24, um, yeah. but, uh, which for you guys who may not know, starred the wonderful Kiefer Sutherland. Um, mm-hmm. I love things like that. I love when t- things can jump back and forth in time and kind of keep you guessing because it keeps people on the edge of their seat. And it's really been a while since General Hospital has done you know, Metro Court Crisis, uh, you know, the other one when they had the virus that was like going through and like killing everybody. They had like yeah. two viruses. They had one that like killed a couple of people. One was Jerry, and that was where, um, because I remember him giving it to Joe Jr. because they were working together. I actually liked that character and his relationship with Tracy, but that was like his saving grace at the end was he saved Tracy um, instead of himself. Yeah. It it was like another virus, too. And you probably remember better than I do, Lucretia. There was one where... Um, yeah, the Jerry with the water, mm-hmm. and then there was two more. One of them like killed off a couple of night shift people, and then the other one oh, killed. Oh yeah, them. 
And then the other one killed off uh, Sam's brother, Danny. And I think that's the same one that killed Courtney. I think it's the encephalitis. Yeah, Courtney and Tony died in the encephalitis. And I think maybe Sam's brother was in that. Because I, I, I was like, I remember Tony being the big one. And then Courtney. And because um, she had just had Spencer, I think. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, the, the one with the night shift. Yeah, because I remember it was like Layla, the nurse. I really liked her. And yeah, and, yeah, and they, they were just, yeah. Like an airborne toxin in like the, the, um, the room, the, uh, the emergency room or something like that. Yeah. But it's been a while since General Hospital has done something like that. So I would love to see that again. Yeah, and that may be what we're going for because I mean, I know that people don't don't want to believe uh, you know Donnie's edited uh, what was Instagram, not a tweet, uh, but about Y and R him not being the only one leaving. Uh, but I mean, that's just the nature of the business right now. So so I do feel like there there's at least some truth to that. Maybe not the same numbers, but it. I mean, because as we see, uh, Katie McLean is leaving days. Yeah, yeah, we don't know, you know, and here's what I do like, uh, what I think a lot of people are having problems with, but I know, Lucretia, you have mm -hmm. liked as well, is that the soaps aren't telling us everything, right? No. Like, they're like, Katie McClain is out, but does that mean Melissa Reese is coming back, or is Katie McCain temporarily out? And I've noticed that here yeah. lately, soaps have been doing that. If someone is leaving for a chunk of time, maybe even for a month, they're saying that person's out. And normally back in the day when we hear that this person is out, it means that they're gone from the show completely. So I don't know if, if Katie, you know, a lot of people are, are saying that she has become Jennifer Horton to them. A lot of people are still saying they would have loved to have seen Melissa Reeves in these storylines, especially with Laura Horton, who was a legacy character, originated um, and, and played, you know, most famously by Susan Flannery back in the day, um, who rose to great fame as Stephanie Forrester on yeah. the Beautiful. It's, it's weird to me that, I don't know. I don't know how I feel. I just know I love Katie McLean. I've always loved Katie McLean. Yeah. Um, chance to work with Katie McLean on the reboot of All My Children, um, which was Prospect Park. And she is an absolute doll. John Lindstrom is pretty much perfection. Uh, oh, he's yeah. one of the nicest out there. So, so I, I hope the best for her. And if she doesn't, then maybe she'll move on to um, prime time. Yeah, uh, to, yeah, with the Pine uh, Valley. <laughs> I know, because that's me. I'm like, this is bittersweet, because I really am enjoying her as Jennifer. And I like that she was over at Days. But if this means she's going to be Dixie on Pine Valley, and, and I know that her and John are both bi-coastal. So they've been in L.A. because John, of course, uh, is on General Hospital as Kevin and Ryan. And I know that Ryan's story is not done. And we, we right. definitely know Kevin's married to Laura. So, of course, he'll stay. But does that mean that Caddy can't uh, go back and forth to New York for Pine Valley? And, and we don't know when Pine Valley is filming. And, again, like we say, she could easily come back as Jennifer on Days. Days loves to rotate people. They're really good about that. The possibilities yeah. are endless. And I really want her to um, – listen – I'm excited for anyone who does the Pine Valley reboot because I will. it'll be so good to see soap actors get that respect because even though they'll be playing these soap characters, they will be playing them in primetime. And for a lot of people who aren't necessarily soap fans, primetime shows carry much more weight to them. Like for example, 
Grey's Anatomy, guys, sorry to tell you, it is a soap opera. Grey's Anatomy is definitely a soap opera that is basically the nighttime version of General Hospital. If General Hospital aired at night- It's like, <laughs> And I used to watch, but- <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if, if I mean they, they shoot on the same lot. And if mm. Grey's Anatomy literally aired at night, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, General Hospital aired at night, it would be Grey's Anatomy. So I say that to say that it would be interesting if Pine Valley was able to get that kind of treatment and the respect. And then you saw people like Katie McClain um, and, you know, Susan Lucci has obviously done primetime before, but you see these people in primetime really like, um, you know, getting the respect they deserve as actors. So I, I think that'll be great. And yeah. on that note, I, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, and speaking of guys, like, uh, do you watch The Rookie or 911 or 911 Lone Star? I watch all those shows because The Rookie, like, Nathan Billion started on One Life to Live, guys, and then um, sadly playing a racist cop, but doing it so well because uh, he's a sweetie. Brandon Ralph, also One Life to Live. Kumar De Los Reyes, our Antonio Vega, One Life to Live, is now on there as a recurring role, too. And Eric Winters uh, was also, wasn't he the original Rex Brady, I believe, wow. on Days? And so, yeah, all of them started in soaps, and they're all great actors, and that's where they yeah. learned. That's where they got their feet wet. And 911 this past week, your parents uh, for Maddie and Buck were Gregory Harrison. Uh, Finn's sexy dad there. Uh, and then you have uh, Dee Wallace played Luke's sister as well on General Hospital. But of course, she was a big horror movie actress for the longest time, too. But that was just funny to me to see all these people within like the last few weeks. It's like, yeah, soap actors are in primetime. Hell, even Ashley Jones guest starred uh, yesterday yeah. on The Rookie. So. I mean, those people, and I agree with that so much. I mean, you know, a lot of people get their training. You know, the great Anne Heche uh, started yes. on Another World where she was the definitive Vicky and Marley. And she did so much in those storylines from Marley being raped, um, you know, to Vicky and Marley switching places. You know, she was the real OG to do it. Um, you, you know, I think that that's great. I, I, a lot of people have been talking about um, with All My Children, Pine Valley coming back. Would it be interesting if Sarah Michelle Gellar returned to the role of Kendall rather than Alicia Minshew, who, by the way, rocked that role? I love Alicia. We're oh, friends. yeah. I think she's great. Um, but, I, but I do wonder, you know, if Sarah Michelle Gellar comes back, would it be a resurgence? A lot of you know her from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And unfortunately, um, slash fortunately, this past week, a lot of information came out. She was one of the actors who spoke up for Charisma Carpenter against the abuse that she felt from Joss Whedon all of those years. So with that in mind, Lucretia, do you think that the world of what happened, um, you know, for people who work for Joss Whedon, do you think that that's going to start coming to the soap world and people are going to start talking about it? I did see an article resurfaced the other day uh, regarding uh, Melissa Reeves um, and uh, Jason Brooks, who played Peter, and then Robert mm -hmm. Tilka Kelly spoke out about something. Yeah. Uh, but this was old articles. Um, yeah. how, what are your thoughts? Do you think that's going to hit the soap world at all? Well, I mean, you know, whenever you're getting big press, like Entertainment Weekly breaking the Chad Brandon returning to General Hospital story, this is what comes with that. And a, a lot of soaps have sort of been out of the limelight so these things have been kept more under wraps but i mean sadly 
that is how Hollywood has been run at times. And it won't surprise me if we don't start seeing some of these issues on daytime, like when Brian Bronze um, was uh, head of ABC daytime. And then, uh, but I'm just so glad that this Joss Whedon stuff is, is finally out because I remember getting so much shit from all the little fanboys, and be there that no one, none of them could have felt as much deeply for Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It was not a big part of their life. They didn't run role-playing games online. They didn't have their own message board. They didn't have yeah. the video game. They didn't have yeah. the board game. They didn't have all that. So Buffy meant yeah. so much to me. But once I started going to conventions and really listening to, especially Charisma Talk, and reading in between the lines of what was said and what was not said mm -hmm. often with uh, Sarah, it's like, yeah. you didn't know this. Like, and I would say, guys, there's probably gonna be some stuff come out. Every, and guess what? I was always right about all, just like Seth MacFarlane is on Family Guy with picking these scumbags out for the Me Too stuff. It's like, yep, we, we called that, we called that. And there's just a vibe you get. And some of us do, I mean, I mean, I have a master's degree in psychology for a reason. And, you know, coming from an odd family like mine in the most polite way, you learn to read things and you learn to read what people aren't saying, what they, what read through what they are saying and just sort of noticing things. And there was always something off about the way that Joss Whedon treated certain women, except he seemed to have be okay with redheads. They didn't get the brunt of it. But guys, quit throwing shade at Allison Hannigan for not speaking. She honestly doesn't owe anyone anything. And I know her and Sarah and Seth are all friends. So Seth and Allison, if Sarah's fine with them and Charisma's fine with them, which I know she is because they continue to work together fine, great. Let's leave them out of it. If you want to start calling out people who should have done something, and again, just like Whedon, I can love the work and not like the person, Marty Noxon. Because with Michelle Trachtenberg, also a soap alum coming out, uh, and that was when Marty was there. So the charisma stuff she might not have known about, plus most of that happened on Angel when she was pregnant. Sorry, I got all the tea and I'm spilling it. <laughs> let me let them have it. I'm like, go off this, like, get it. Like, I love this. This yeah, is needed to be heard. And while I understand how PR is and when Marty's asked in interviews, of course she has to say it's great to work with Whedon and all that, but she didn't have to give him a cameo on her show with her and her friend, Lisa Edelstein at Girlfriend's Guide for Divorce. And that was all after she knew some of that stuff was up. Cause like, there's no way you didn't know when the teenage girl on the set can't be in alone in the room with him when you're the head writer and I showrunner. Mean. You had to have known. And great, you made a statement, but you made a statement about somebody on Mad Men a long time ago too, and didn't bring up Joss. So too little, too late, honey. Let's leave the poor actresses out of it. Like, because again, they're probably under NDAs and most of them have spoken up that, that you know had issues and of course knew what was up. But let's face it, they weren't the only women who knew what was going on and couldn't say anything. Marty could have. Yeah. Well, I mean, you heard it from Miss Psychology herself over here. She kind of just broke it down for you. The only button I want to kind of add on to that is, I mean, uh, we also, fans, 
And people on the internet, I know that you live by the internet. I know that if you don't see it on the internet, it ain't real. But something mm -hmm. happened today that I love. David Boreanaz actually has been getting a lot of heat as well for not reaching out to Charisma. Do you guys know it was finally revealed today by Charisma? David reached out to her the first day it broke. Like she spoke to him before she released it. So he had privately been supporting her. And I know that people feel like, well, if you aren't publicly supporting and we're not all able to see it, then it's not good. Guys, I'm so sorry. That's not how things work. Yeah. I, I That's not how it works. It's <laughs> and let's face it, David, if he'd publicly come out, you know how many people would have run over him with their bus and thrown him under it? Because, I mean, I, I was the biggest Angel fan and this is out there, so I'm not spilling anything, but he had his own issues. So it would have seemed disingenuous and a little hypocritical. So, I mean, Fox was sued over his behavior with extras on Bones, guys. Um, so, Dave, but I do, I'm glad that you said that, you know, she was like, no, he was supportive of me offline and, and things like that. That's good to hear because maybe he's grown and yeah. I'm willing to let people, you know, show their nature and, and show how they change. I mean, I can't give it to Ava and Franco, fictional characters, if I don't give it to real people. So so good yeah. for him for doing that. But yeah, of that course, that's Allison why he Hannigan. didn't do it publicly. Yeah. And, and that's why I was going to say about Allison Hannigan. It's like, we don't know, guys, if she has reached yeah. out. She might have reached out. These people are friends. And like, I, but I also understand, you know, it's like, we didn't know for years the drama that was going on, on on the Sex and the City set, who are now coming back with a reboot and just like that. And the uh, writers actually came out this past week as well, a little bit of news on that. And they said that what the way they're gonna acknowledge Samantha, spoiler alert, it's just when you grow up, sometimes you grow apart. And that's oh, yeah. how they it and that is so real. And I know a lot of people are like, oh my God, they're gonna kill her off and blah, blah. But I'm just like, <laughs> What happens when you just grow? I mean, listen, a lot of people I grew up with in high school, you know, we all used to say, we're going to be friends forever. We played that damn graduation <laughs> song by Vitamin C. Yeah. And we were skipping As around. As we like, go on. Yeah, they thought we were going to be friends forever. <laughs> and like, now I don't even talk to any of those people. Not that I like. I mean, I have one or two close people in, in uh, high school that I still speak to. Everybody else is like a hello, goodbye. And then no shade. There's a little bit of shade. But it's mostly because like I'm at a different point in my life. So are they. A lot of people that I went to school with, you know, still live in Texas. And, you know, they're like the family life. They're like, uh, we got a husband, a wife, kids. You know, we work at our local high school or what have you. And there's nothing wrong with that. But that's just not my journey. I don't, I live in New York and my life is completely different and I'm a bachelor or bachelorette, however you want to say it. <laughs> so, that's why I'm trying to get my friend Lucretia up here so me and yeah. her can get the bars together. Oh yeah, like one day bars will reopen and we can hit the town together. Um, Cause yeah, boy, it, I mean, making a drink for yourself at home is great, but wouldn't it be better if someone else did that for you and you paid like four times as much? <laughs> someone buy you a drink. I remember like yeah. someone buying me a drink and then the bartender sent it down and I was like, I didn't order this. And they were like, they did. You look to the end mm. of the bar and you see nice, tall, dark, handsome, and then mm. you realize that it's your friend behind them because of course, no tall, dark, handsome man is gonna buy you a drink at a bar. <laughs> that was all a dream.
I was like, now that you've brought us down with this uh, dream sequence, uh, we have some other bad news. Uh, Days is taking a two-week Olympic break during the summer. Again, that may be why they just went ahead and aired some of their episodes. And again, if you haven't watched any of the last week of Days of Our Lives, guys, it's on the Peacock app for free. So you can always watch it there. And hopefully one day Peacock will have some of your old favorites of the soaps like passions i keep trying to put it out there Passions, another world sunset beach uh, first of all i watched every episode of sunset beach and passions was crazy is because when they first came out is around the time that you know I, I was alive then obviously uh so those two soaps are soaps that i watched from beginning to end till when they started and ended i knew so much about them i remember when passions was first coming around and they had um and so died that they were like, who would you cast in these roles? Mm-hmm. And they let one like try to pick who they would cast. And I mean, they didn't cast any of those people. But um, <laughs> Passions gave us, you know, yeah. so many talented actors, Galen Gehring, Eric Martsoff, Mackenzie Westmore, Lindsay Hartley. Yeah. Uh, of course, Justin Harley, who's on now, This Is Us, and played Adam on Young and the Restless. We have and so Jesse many- Metcalf was on there too. He was on oh, Desperate Housewives. Metcalf. And the reboot of Dallas. But I was like, oh, we don't have any good news. Oh, we do. Chad Duell and Courtney Hope got engaged. That I added today because like it just happened just before we started. Congratulations, guys. I actually yeah. went to that. So when Chad and Courtney were, I mean, they were still dating at the time, obviously. Um, it was years ago. My God, maybe four or five years ago. I got to go to Chad's house and then hang out uh, after the... Um, the nomination awards, like they did, like the nomination party, oh, yeah. um, the Hollywood Museum, and so I got to hang out. And, and you know, Courtney's a sweetheart, and obviously Chad's, you know, he's cool. I see him, you know, when I do GH and stuff. So um, congratulations to both of them. Yeah, I was like, so there is some good news today, guys. They got engaged on Valentine's Day, which would have been yesterday. So so that's nice. I mean, they're on different soaps, but they, they found love. They're they're literally star cross lovers. <laughs> they literally are star cross lovers. I mean, look, there's a lot of real life soap love going on. Um, obviously Russ Ramsey and Laura Wright. Um, yeah. you know, and you have Sharon Case, um and, and Mark Roseman, yeah. I mean, it's so good. So there's a lot of soap love out there. So, you know, I mean, it makes it easy. And of course we cannot forget, God, she's going to kill me. Oh, Brittany and Bryden from Young and Arrested. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Brittany Sharpie is going to kill me. I, Brittany, I love you. I'll text you later. I'm so sorry. Like, that's the, I love black love, baby. So, you mm-hmm. know, I can't forget that. So, yeah, I mean, there's so much love out there um, in Soapland. And they just seem really happy, Brittany and Brighton, I will say. Like, they're a very cute couple. Not to say that these aren't all cute couples, but yeah, they're like when the the Emmys, the daytime Emmys that they uh, done virtually on CBS, which was nice. Like, uh, it was just so cute. I was like, oh, I like seeing this. I hear, Lucretia, that we're going to get that again this year, actually. Yeah, Um, I think so, yeah. It's going to be on CBS and it's going to be virtual. I had talked about going out this year for the Emmys, but they were like, you don't need to go nowhere, you can stay at home. But I think I'm gonna make a decision to like live in LA for the month of June. Um, You know, maybe the top bartender thing that I've done will come back to General Hospital. So that'll be really Mm -hmm. fun to see. Yeah, I mean, we can only hope because I mean, 
let's say we should both be in LA in June somehow some way i mean all my stuff's there <laughs> i mean we, we we might can make it work and that would be i i feel like the world knows that when lucretia and i like we're already a mess right doing this show but when we get together it's going to be a cosmic explosion that's going to feel like the blip in marvel universe like people are going to be like what just happened because it's going to be pretty epic it, uh, like a bunch of people are just going to erase like um <laughs> like they're just yeah, just gonna go into dust. It's gonna be it's gonna Part be crazy. For us. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. Oh, funny. And that's why I, I feel like I'm gonna switch around on my segment because we're on such a high. So we gotta talk about uh some nice things, like our performer of the week. And I, I made the jokes about Starcross Lover. So yeah. and being his days was the only one that aired every day last week. I gotta give it to Victoria Conoval and Robert Scott Wilson as Romeo and Juliet because I thought that was adorable. And shout out to my Sin fans. Um, I love you guys. You were so supportive of me this past week and we're so happy to find that i ship your ship so so i'm here for sin and you people i love you people yeah i i think so too listen material like that is always really hard to play sometimes by an actor um just because the believability of it all um you know days of our lives years ago did the garden of eden storyline which was again i, I want to bring it back greta or something i keep talking about greta uh, but <laughs> greta von umberg um and Austin Reed uh, did a, you know, Garden of Eden storyline that lasted, I think, three or four days, actually, where they were in the Garden of Eden. It was a fantastical storyline. And it was in the same vein as this. Um, and so for me, I loved it. I know there were some people out there complaining, you know, to get back to the real story. But I also think a lot of people were upset because they were wrong, because they thought that Victoria Conafal was going to be a recast. They thought that Sierra would be a new character, uh, a recast when she came back. And, you know, I think that while COVID has been a curse completely, there yeah. has been blessings for us soap fans, where some of our favorites have got to come back. Like again, on General Hospital, we got to see Ethan come back, uh, you know, for a few yeah. episodes. And Olivia. It was great to have him back, you know? Um, you know, so I, I think that we'll continue seeing those moments come in and out. Yeah, and I like the story that they've had. I mean, it, it's a good coming back from the dead that they didn't even, I mean, of course, that was Hope's exit that they had to write was, she doesn't believe her daughter's dead. So of course, Ben's not gonna believe it either. And just getting it with uh, Susan Banks and the ridiculousness. And I love sort of Claire helping, you know, Ben there. I like the friendship that's there. It's sort of like reminiscent of Dante and Maxie. So it's nice yeah, to see I stuff. Mean, it's very interesting about um, Susan. You know, today they did announce that uh, Stacey Haddock is now on contract mm -hmm. as Susan. And this has been the first time that she has been on contract as a character of Susan since 1998, when Eileen Davidson first came on and was doing all, not first came on, but was doing all of those characters. Because um, Susan has always been a pop in, pop out. So it looks like right now we're finally going to see Susan in a longer term storyline that requires her to be on contract. And listen, everyone, contract can be 13 weeks. Um, contract doesn't always mean a lifetime contract. It doesn't always mean three months. It can be 13 weeks. Uh, you know, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, it'll be interesting to see. I love her portrayal as Kristen, and it looks like where the storyline might be going is that we're going to, for the first time, see Susan be Kristen, and then obviously Kristen be Susan. But, you know, we've seen Kristen be Susan so many times, you know, through manipulations or deviations, but I'm excited to see Kristen 
Uh, I'm sorry, I'm excited to see Susan B. Kristen because I always found that funnier. Eileen yeah. did a really, really great job at it. And it's gonna be interesting to see uh, Stacy play Kristen as uh, Susan as Kristen because it's such a, it, like Susan is such an unhinged character. So is Kristen in her own right, but I think it'll be interesting. <laughs> yeah. To see. yeah, I'm with you. Like that'll be interesting because I've not really seen Stacy do much of this a uh, role switching as I've only looked up like old videos of Eileen and seen some of the Susan Banks stuff. So it's interesting to me because I know Stacy's just that good. It's similar to what she was doing with Patty over on YNR when she was over there. So, so this will be fun. And I love when people get to stretch those muscles, even if it's ridiculous. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, you don't, <clears throat> For me, you really don't know like what's coming. And you know, a lot of people have taken issue with Ron and his writing, but I'm very excited because I'm excited that he's taken stock in, you know, the Latino family, first of all, which are, yeah. you know, Hernandez's. And again, um, you know, he has the Carver family expanding. And for years, guys, it is it was literally Abe and Lexi. And after Lexi passed away, it was just Abe. And honestly, it was just so unrealistic that only one black man lived in the town of Salem. Like it, it, yeah. it baffled my mind that only one black man lived in Salem. And and prior to Rafe and Gabby coming to town, there were no Hispanic people. You know, so for me, it was great to see that representation come, just like the LGBTQ storylines that have came. Because I always just find it unreal. Like on Bold and the Beautiful, it seems like Carter and Zoe and Paris are in their own little bubble. Um, on Young and the Restless, obviously, thank you to, you know, the past of Neil, Malcolm, Drew, and, um, you know, Olivia, we, they always interacted with other characters. So we saw, like, they just went, like, the Black people on their own little island. Um, and, you know, they're continuing that trend um, with Elena and Devon and Amanda and Nate. And so it's good to see. So I'm excited that, you know, and Jackie Harry, I heard. Yes. I heard that her energy and precious way, they're like, they're so good and they're gonna mix so well with everyone. So I'm excited to see like what happens. Yeah, it's nice that Day's finally gone on that train. You know, General Hospital had had their, their off years as well, but when yeah. they brought in people like Jordan and TJ and Curtis, like we started seeing, I, I mean, I really miss Dr. Andre Maddox. I mean, they've mentioned him so much. I would love to see Anthony come back. Like he was great. And, you know, I would much rather see a triangle with him and Valentine with Anna than some of the other triangles or things we have going on. Yeah. Sean come back. I mean, how long does Sean yeah. have to stay in fucking jail? Guys, Sean did not do what he went to jail for. So like, now that we know that, can we let him out, please? Like, And, and this would have been a great opportunity for them to do a relevant storyline, don't you think? Like a wrongfully accused man in jail? Hmm? Yeah. Like, I think that Sean really needs to come back. And it's almost like, you know, I thought that Sean had been forgotten until the other day when, you know, TJ mentioned how she lied to him about uh, his father. And, and Sean was such an interesting character because when yeah. he came on, he was, he was, you know, romantic with Laura Wright. He was romantic with Nancy Lee Grand. He was romantic with, and that's kind of what Curtis reminds me of. Like, yeah. when he first came to town, I thought he would be with Hayden. Like, I like when they... I love black love as well, but I like when they mix it up and like, they're not, cause you know, a lot of people of color 
when they see another person of color coming onto a soap, unfortunately, like, oh, you're going to put them with the other black person. Of course you are. Um, but, you know, General Hospital does a good thing that, like, love is kind of who you find it with. And it doesn't always have to be that case. And, you know, hopefully I'm seeing that looks like maybe Felix and... Um, Brad and uh, Lucas will be coming back because I saw them in the spoilers, you know, for sweeps. And it's like, that might be interesting. That oh, yeah. I like that triangle. And I like that they even discuss, well, I mean, why, why don't we all get together? That was really shocking, but I enjoyed it because I, I love me some Brad and, you know, Brucus forever. But, you know, Felix is out there. And I, I mean, I actually would, would like to see Felix get with one of them. That would be really cute. Um, I would like to see the new Lucas take off his shirt so we can see what he working with. Because Ryan Carnes, we already know, his body is banging. So it'll be interesting seeing that because we haven't seen the new Lucas really in a gay storyline yet. I'm yeah. not saying he can't play it. I think he's going to be fine. But we've only just seen him exist as Lucas. And I would love to see Lucas. I mean, because we have a lot of straight storylines. So why can't we have Lucas and and Brad and all of that in that Redux again? Because, you know, Brad technically should be getting out of jail, too. I mean, yes, he switched to babies. But, like, now that Julian and Nell have been found out for their part in it, it's like, will Brad get any reprieve? Because he was, you know... He was in jail and attacked by Cyrus because Cyrus was protecting Julian, who's now dead. So I don't know. Yeah, because maybe we get Brad and Sean out of jail. Um, Brad and Britt's friendship is just one of my favorite things. But I do understand that it, with all of Britt's being involved with the potential pairing with Jason, we have her motor there. Um, we have her investigating Cyrus on her own a little bit. We have a lot. So I get that maybe we're saving Brad for this upcoming thing with Felix Lucas. Like, yeah. Something's happening yeah. with Britt because her hand's shaking. Oh, it's um, the Huntington's, I believe, is what she thinks it is because you know Faison had Huntington's and this is where I think that they may change Peter's parentage because I keep saying I mean he's even got the same haircut um he's Valentine and, and Alex's not Faison so I think the Huntington's thing is sort of a thing to come out later with yeah. Brit and maybe she just fears she has Huntington's or she does because that is something that you will start you know, being symptomatic, but it takes a long time to progress to obviously phase on levels. But yeah. yeah, but Sean and Alexis, that was actually my favorite Sean pairing. So maybe that's what Alexis needs uh, instead of the bottle. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but Nancy Lee Gron is killing yeah. this. Yes. Like she's so good. And like, I I just Alexis takes no prisoners. I love when she just rolls up on someone and she's like, "All right, I'm gonna start talking shit," and you can see it forming. Um, so you know, I I'm excited to see what GH does in the future. You know, we just saw Jane Elliott in her run as Tracy. Yeah. I like that she comes back like this. Um, I have a feeling that by the time Brooklyn comes back that's when Tracy will come back. But it'll be interesting to see how they bring Tracy back into the canvas because technically if Tracy comes back to town, she's arrested immediately. Because well, unless they did. drop it. Like, because it is yeah. one of those things that because it's not um, a felony I, or depending on what it is, they'll like the DA will drop the charges. Uh, it, it, I guess in, in real life, if they're just like, whatever, it's not like we have any evidence. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because I mean, you know, uh, it's that kind of thing. But there was a lot of, there wasn't much winner and losers this week, actually, because, uh, <laughs> you know, soaps were not on. But obviously, the winner this week was Days of Our Lives, who kept their fans entertained by gripping storylines. Um, 
you know, Days is doing really well now, you know, uh, Linda Dano is airing as Vivian. I did see a lot of people though, um, you know, kind of wanting Robin Strasser back as Vivian if they couldn't get uh, Louise Sorrell. And then I saw a bunch of, you know, fans online that say, if Louise Sorrell cannot do it, then just not bring back Vivian. But, you know, fans, I want to say, Louise might not want to do it anymore at this point. You know, I think that if you go back and forth to a place that continues to write these small, short arcs for you, you know, I think Louise might want to be on contract. She might want to be longer term, or maybe, you know, she just doesn't think it's worth it anymore. I don't know, but, you know, sometimes characters have to continue, but I do agree that I'm not sure if Vivian was necessarily needed for this storyline, but it's great seeing Linda Dano back on daytime. Yeah, I'm with you. Like, I really enjoy the fact that Linda Dano is on our screens again. She's so great. I'm not really in love with the storyline, except for the Jake and Kate part of it. Sorry, I ship those guys, too. I, I know that they're not everyone's favorite, but yeah. I love it. And I love that that was their plan to get her to, like, crack. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm going to kiss Jake in front of her. And I, I love how much she hates the name Jake. Like Vivian's a fun character and Louis Sorrell, of course, is the goat. Uh, but like you say, if she wasn't available, because a lot of people didn't want to come back after COVID, especially if they're not local to LA, it's a yeah. huge pain in the ass. Like you have to yeah. quarantine for two weeks and all the testing. Some people don't want to do that and power to them for making that choice uh, that they don't owe us anything. But if Vivian was written in, and this is sort of a fun thing, especially to rub the relationship between Jake and Kate in her face, then I feel like we did need Vivian at least for that part. And it's great that we have someone like Linda Dano in that role. Yeah, I mean, but a part of me, after watching Linda Dano, was just like, what if, you know, look, Kevin can't be the only psychiatrist in town. What if they brought her back as Dr. Gretel Ray Cummings. And, you know, that way we can still be clued in about Sky and, and, and what's going on. I know both Robin Christopher and Carrie Zenzel are both interested to play Sky again. Um, oh, yeah. And nobody can get under Carly's, you know, skin like Sky. And look, I would love Lorenzo Alcazar to come back. Ted oh, King, me like, too. Ted King. Uh, he could be, uh, or didn't we even like allude to the fact that he could be Tomas and Alcazar could be the same person? Yeah. 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 And what if the fact that, what if, you know, Sky was actually married to Cyrus Renault and she was his wife and we didn't know? And then, I can see uh, that. And Sky comes to town, and again, that puts her and Carly against each other. I think it would be such a good story, and then you could have her mom come to town as well. It could, it could be yeah. really, really fun, but I don't know. Maybe those are some ideas. If you think that that should happen, tweet at General Hospital. Let them know, guys, and make sure you put that it was Lucretia and Darrell's idea, because we do need credit. <laughs> Yeah, I, I like credit. Uh, but yeah, and like we say, Days of Our Lives is definitely the winner of the week for giving us episodes every day when, when they didn't have to. They could have saved them. They could have saved some money. But, you know, I like we say, if they're going to be off for two weeks in the summer, maybe they were just like, eh, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, but unfortunately, that makes the losers of the week our country and, and all the other soap fans. Yes, uh, it is unfortunate that um, we had all of that for nothing last week, guys. And, and we didn't even get new episodes of GH, Bold, or YNR. So no. sad, sad week indeed. 
but we're already off to a good start. The soaps are back. Um, you know, there's a preview that was released today for General Hospital. And what I love so much about the soap previews for all the shows right now is that you don't, they don't really show you anything, but they show you just enough. And I think it's very exciting. You know, I know that um, Allison Sweeney is on her way back to Days of Our Lives. And you know what they say, Hurricane Sammy, if she come, mm-hmm. she's going to come into town. And I expect her first scene to be standing over the dead body of Charlie. I'm just going to put it out there. I don't know that for a fact, no spoilers, but I'm just like, if Sammy comes to town and Ron says he's bringing her back with a bang, she's probably gonna be standing over Charlie. Right, I expect her to get arrested and take the fall and think that Allie did it when she didn't do it. And then we find out later that it was someone who we probably don't care about who killed him. But um, I expect Charlie to die, um, you know, just being a soap fan and kind of looking, you know. Yeah, it is unfortunate because I like Mike Manning. I feel like the character of Charlie does have redeemable qualities. I mean, despite being a rapist, they redeem Todd, they redeem Luke. I mean, hell, even Jack Devereaux apparently is a rapist. So why yeah. not for Charlie uh, if he decides to repent and admit what he did? But at the same time, there was talk of a murder mystery. It could be w- what happened with Laura Horton, but I don't think there's much mis- uh, mystery Gwen said she yeah. fell like I mean obviously we've got a, one suspect and that's it so maybe there is another death and I could see it being Charlie because I do hope yeah. it's not Ava because I love me some Tamara Braun and only if she goes back to GH would I accept her leaving days yeah I don't think I think that Tamara should stay there I think I like I like her and Nicole as friends actually I do too I also- yeah I think when Sammy comes back to town, that's going to be an interesting because you're going to have Ava living with Ray. Sammy is Ray's ex. Honestly, I really want them to get rid of EJ. I am so sorry, guys. I want Sammy and Lucas together because I do not care about EJ. I really don't. I think that it's even stupid. if Daniel Goddard I played that, him. You know, Alex. I sure don't care. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I don't. The character of EJ has ran its course. And again, you were just talking about rapist Lucretia. Technically, EJ raped Sammy. He literally yeah. raped Sammy. And, and and that's so out of character for the character of Sammy because Sammy was raped by Alan back in the day, uh, which you know she talked about with Allie recently. Yeah. Carrie was also raped on that show. Sierra was raped on that show. You know, Kayla was raped on that show. You know, a, a majority See, of the guys, women it wasn't just Ron Island. who does that. Sorry. Like, as much as people no. want to pretend like Ron's the only one who writes those stories, it's like, no, that's a staple. Because you just told me a bunch of people that I'm like, wow, I didn't even know that. I mean, I've heard the story with Kayla because it's Jack and with Sammy and that story, but not even really with the EJ. Like, I've heard it referenced, but it's one of those that you're like, eeky. Yeah, a majority of the women on Days of Our Lives has been, you know, sexually assaulted or raped on the show. And it, you know, Carrie's rape, they actually aired um, in a primetime special, I think it was called Winter Heat. Um, And, you know, Austin was still being paid, played by Patrick Muldoon at the time. Um, And so it's just, it's, you know, Days of Our Lives has just really, you know, done that. You know, you had, uh, Joe Johnson, who was being abused by Duke Johnson, who was Jack's then father. You had Kate, who was abused by Curtis, um, Curtis Reed, who was Billy and Austin then father. It's just, you know, a lot of the women have went through a lifetime of abuse and, and rape. Even when Nicole was married to Victor, uh, you know, he was very, you know, physically abusive. Or he pushed her out a window, for God's sakes. So yeah. Dace has had a history 
of abuse and, and rape, you know, and, you know, turning on, you know, Kristen raped Eric, you know, um, when he was a priest. So uh, Days of Our Lives and, and their, their rape stories have been going on since the beginning of time. And I do understand fans kind of being like, I don't like this. Like, yeah, this is a little, this is too much. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, this is the last one that we see for quite some time because it's just a lot. Yeah. Like when you're talking, when you lay it out like that, you're like, oh man, you know, GH ever so often there would be something brought up, but the, really the last one was um, the reveal of Franco being abused by uh, the guy yeah. from BJ and the Bear. What was his name on the show? <laughs> it was like the guy oh from God. BJ. And the- I had yeah, to make I- it clear, didn't I? Yeah, he was a he was a step that that was a very yeah. bold story to play, I have to say. Um, and I want to give GH applause for that because so little do we see um, so little do we see men coming out talking about their sexual abuse on on shows, whether it's by another woman or by another man. And I think that um, you know it's very interesting because a lot of those crimes go unreported because men don't feel confident going to police to say, "Hey." I was raped by a woman or I was raped by another man because, you know, them going and saying that a lot of times the police are kind of like, oh, well, you're, you're, you know, it was a woman. So how could she do that? Or, you know, another man. So how could you do that? And it's like, you know, date rape is a thing. Um, People do things all the time. And, you know, what I say, you know, there's also people who get accused of something and they didn't do it um, as well because people misinterpret situations. So it's it's a lot. And I feel like that's where the alley story was going because it was trying, trying to teach two lessons. It was trying to teach, you know, this guy did a very bad thing. He raped this girl, but it was also coming out, almost making Allie like you had some fault in it as well because you were out partying and drinking and hooking up with all of these guys all over town. And I think that's why people were turned off from the story in the beginning because it made it seem like, hey, Allie, well, if you wouldn't have been doing all this, this wouldn't have happened to you. And I don't think that's fair, but- Yeah, I don't think that's, well, that's not what I got from it. And, and that yeah. was sort of my issue. I was like, no, to me, Allie made a mistake because she was out of it. And of course she's going to believe it's trip because that was the last person she saw. Why would she think anything different? I didn't think it really painted her in a bad light either. And I mean, trip was a nice guy who took her home and gave her his number. I mean, because he was concerned and I liked the, the way that it sort of played out because it was sort of about Charlie being this dark person and obsessed with Trip, and it wasn't yeah. about like hurting someone like Allie. It, that's just what happened, and it is unfortunate that it is her story and it became about them. I understand people's complaint there, but the thing with the the Franco, it had more to do with his relationship with Drew than about the act itself, and I thought that was done very well. I thought Roger and Billy really sold that as well. So sometimes it is about other things that it's an unfortunate catalyst, but you know not everything can be as good as you know the the Liz storyline that it was the anniversary of that recently and it's like on gh and and that one was done very well and i i not everything can be that but i am glad that general hospital only pulls that out every once in a while and yeah. you know not not just uh do it willy-nilly like days 
Well, it's a, you know, they, they try to make it relevant to story. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I'm saying, you know, what, what I think a lot of fans were complaining about Allie is maybe the response from a lot of the other characters, you know, like for instance, mm-hmm. Steve Johnson, they were like, why don't you have any, it didn't seem like they wrote him to have any kind of emotion. He was more concerned about, I'm protecting my son because there's no way he could have done it, which I understand that's your child. Yeah. But I think that's where people were very much coming off like, wait a minute, your wife was raped by your brother and you really don't believe that your son could do this? So it was a it was a lot of like, you know, going in and out and I totally get, you know, those situations can be very weird and they can, especially when it's family ties. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I do want to, you know, applaud Ron because I feel like the end of this story has played really, really well. I think the beginning was a little bit kind of like, what are we about to do here? Um, but, you know, as soon as uh, Mike Manning came onto the role as Charlie, I was like, oh, of course it's him. Uh, just yeah, that's I, I thought so too. And, and I will say like, as frustrating as the point of view of certain people like Steve, for example, is, it did feel realistic though. Like we had, and we got Kayla's point of view. We got Steve. Everybody in the storyline had a specific point of view, which did make sense, whether we like it or not. Yeah. Yeah. It did. I mean, I, uh, I yeah. I mean, look, but I cannot wait until next week when we're going to have a whole hour, guys, talking about all the other storylines that have happened in soaps, although they're a week behind. Can't wait to talk to you guys about them. It's going to be great. Um, obviously, as I said earlier, please continue to check out Forever in a Day. Um, we are airing a new episode today, actually. Um, yes. And our creator and co-writer, uh, Casey Stevenson, he, uh, Hutchison, sorry. Why did I say Stevenson? Wasn't that a character from <laughs> As the World? We're Earth? thinking about Anyways. Steve. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Um, no, but Casey actually was live tweeting today about the show. So that was actually really cool. Um, so please, guys, check that out. Well, cool. And where can they keep up the conversation with you, Darrell, if they want to talk to you on social media? Yes, go to Darrell Anthony on Twitter. Also, uh, I am Darrell Anthony on Instagram. And if you want to go to Facebook, Facebook, Darrell Anthony, my actor page, like it, and I'll communicate with you guys there. We have so much soap news to talk, and we're always here to answer any questions you have about Soap World. All and right. You, Lucretia, mm-hmm. you, baby girl. Yeah, since I'm Lucretia Lyon, guys, you can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N anywhere on the internet since there is only one. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Believe in Soap Operas. If you're not subscribed to the show, be sure to hit that button so you get new episodes each week in the feed of your favorite podcasting app. Like us, rate us. Have something to say? Leave us a review. And if you're looking for the video version of this podcast, subscribe to our YouTube channel and like our Facebook page, all under Believe in Soap Operas. That's B-L-E-A-V. We will be streaming live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern, and that's 3 p.m. Pacific on Facebook and YouTube. So join in on the fun there. Stay safe and sane, soap fans, and stay tuned for more Believe in Soap Operas. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? 
That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.